back like a bad habit, but better than you ever had it. You were rocking with the Wednesday night Come A-show. On. The AE double dude that's me, you, and these oobs too. You are here with me, of course. Uturu Sinza, Josh Custodian. The House of Wrestling Brain. By my Rise. co-host. The co-host with the co-most. He's here every week. I don't know why I say joined by. He's the man of 100 likes. My big brother, these oobs, is in the house. Zoobs, how we doing tonight? We hate to say I told you so, but we love to say we tried to tell you. We did. We did try to tell them, didn't we? We tried to tell you. But we tried to tell you. You won't find a shred of us on this channel saying CM people, Punk isn't coming back. People trying to people trying to limp in now, trying to get their wedge their foot in that they think maybe they're join us. Come and sit. Come and sit. Join Open us. Seat because... on the couch here beside the dudes. Because I feel excited. I it, I feel the buzz. I feel a taste. I feel a waft. It doesn't hasn't it wafted back in underneath the door like a, like a chill breeze. I almost feel like that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, both in the ups and downs of the show, it did Come feel on. like a bit of a turning of the page, a new chapter for our beloved All Elite Wrestling. And thank you. I hear the follows and subscriptions coming in. Let me tell you, we can't recommend that enough. We would love if you would continue hitting that if you're here for the first time, the last time, the next time. Hit Hopefully follow. Not the last time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you are here for the last time, you could sub on the way out. That's true. That's a cool guy move, if anything. It's like, you know what? Fuck you guys, but, but here's seven bucks. We've had the we had the community do that before where they 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 will sub they will sub somebody like a gift them a sub right before we block them. <laughs> I want to say Zach Froggy himself got gifted a sub at some point. And then we blocked them. <laughs> Talk about never coming back like a bad habit. Hello to the Brainiacs. I hope uh, this evening's finding you well. Happy Wednesday. We are here just like we are every week with the man on the ones and twos in the back, Dynamite Matt Prince, the the songster, the, the master songster around here. Matt, do you want to, want to say hello to the Brainiacs this evening? Yes, I'd love to, Josh. Thanks so much for asking. I'm doing great. I hope you guys have a great show. Stop that. <laughs> Matt, is it, is it safe to say this week you are at it again with the Sound Alert songs? I would say uh, we may or may not have a trip with Destiny. <laughs> yeah definitely check out Indeed. the sound alerts down below matt's been uh, putting in some good work and some good hours i'm sure plenty of people have heard the songs on the channel uh of late uh, i i look i i gotta be honest i listen to i'm the poo flavored one i'm filled with bugs i think every day since it's come out because matt sent me the mp3 as a preview and i go to our chat i scroll up to the mp3 i think if not every day almost damn every day i listen to that one so i definitely check out the sound alerts down below hey prime saying hi to uh saying hi specifically to us Oops, that's a nice thing to do no lie no uh tire pumping no like in no riff here I really need the theme song to, show to be available on a music streaming service because I listen to it several days a week and I have to, like, I go into the computer that I have, like, my computer hard drive because I've downloaded it so I can uh, put it on the shows. So it needs to be somewhere for the people. I need, just so I don't have to listen to, like, I'm, I'm listening to my you know, shows or whatever on, on a streaming service, then I have to go off the streaming service into my files to play a single MP3. It's like the only MP3 that I have. <laughs> yeah, it's funny just that like, just like totally used to be the economy of music. And now that might literally be like the MP3 you play on your computer. You may have some I've others for like theme songs and shows and whatnot, but yes. incredible to think about. Audio recordings of podcasts, the only only other MP3s, like individual yeah. like voice tracks. <laughs> no, that's some great music. Uh, thank you to Ashton Kutcher for gifting a sub to Brandon Cutler, who I assume is always tuning in. Thank you, Brandon. And thank you to good friend Jake, our, uh, the Lance, 
one of the R2 mods in the house here, keeping this a homophobia, racism, and transphobia-free space. Thank you for the subscription and for the moderation. Yes, indeed. Actually, because you're also gifting it one month to Being the Elite, uh, with Danny Arocha, uh resetting for 11 months. Big game tomorrow, Danny. Uh, saying, in the house of wrestling brain, rise. Good friend Jake, as you said, uh, 16 months. So, pretty exciting. Very exciting stuff. If, and if anybody wants to continue let's, let's subscribing real, on Josh, that, please feel free. Let's keep it real, Zoobs. Let's keep it fucking real, Nick Gage. Nick Gage starting us off in one way, but the Brainiac's going to set us off in a total other as we do what it is we do best around here. As We go, we do this break. best, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I get, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make the most sense, I suppose. Well, we are good at it. Like, we do throw to it, you know. The music. <laughs> yeah, I would. A while, two weeks ago, I'd have been like, "There was no competition." Of course, we do one to seven best. But times are changing. <laughs> yeah, it's I. Uh, okay, and the, I can, you can't you can't shake that bottle and get me started. I I'll talk for half an hour if we start talking about this now. We are the home of the one to seven scale. Let me make that ab abundantly fucking clear. And keep it or kick it. Let me make that clear. Those are those are. And I love the Zoobs, and he gets 50% ownership with this stuff. But those are on my old podcast, too. This goes back a ways. You, I search, you go search the words keep it and kick it on Twitter. It's on the at Top Marks Pod account, the first appearance of it. Okay? And we're going to get into this on the post-show show. Sorry, Zoobs. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fault. I, I am frustrated by it, though. I can't pretend otherwise, you know. It's frustrating. No matter how light the flick, you cannot disturb a hornet's nest <laughs> perfectly said as always my big brother now let's have the brainiac show the world why this is the place that goes down as i ask them and you zoobs on a scale of one to seven one being the worst and seven being the best what do you the brainiacs thought think of tonight's episode of aw dynamite didn't spend money did spend time you just know what they say about time zoobs in many ways it's more valuable the more i think about it every day it gets more valuable don't you think People say time is money, so can't, you know, we'll uh, can't uh, copyright can't co can't copyright time. Cannot copyright time. That's true. <laughs> Hit it, Maddie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come Great on, Mark. <laughs> and a good point. I remember I'm pointing out in the chat. Happy Thanksgiving to our America. I've never done a show that had like a sizable American audience. I know that this one does. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, long weekend to our American listeners. I uh, only uh, echo that. I love myself, uh, all the, the sides and the getting together with people. Happy Thanksgiving uh, if you're out there celebrating. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Dennis Rudderwork saying that I am shooting. Yeah, the, 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 normally I'm working on here, but that was a moment of uh, clue trade. That, that, that's the real me. <laughs> Let's get to it. See, it's machine gunning through the scores, as I like to do, and then we'll get to yours. Hey, my name is Will with the seven. Dennis Nerdick with the six. Can you say that louder, please? With the seven, America is so bad with the six. He prime with the seven. Good friend Josh Jake with the seven. Till the kid is with the six. Damn it, damn it, damn it. With a five because I had to watch it with my family. That's what gave me the idea for the Thanksgiving. There's a chance that you're watching it with your family, and you're watching this now with your family on Hero Mode. And we say hello to your family. This is what this person does every week.
Dork Benderloin with a seven, Ashton Kutcher with a seven, Scoots Brota with a seven, Danny DeRoche with a six, I am Ahab with a five, Pacefall with a six, Aria Thrasher with a seven, Gander Huge with a seven, Pat Aaron with a six, Thomas BW with a seven. High score zoops as Giesbrecht, Matty Mac, and Irish Mac 21. Close it up with a trio of sevens. Heaven zoops. A higher score than I was expecting, but I think I can point to the couple reasons why uh, tonight's episode of Dynamite came in pretty highly scored. But where are you, these zoops, on this one? This is what we need to hear from. Been a hot minute since we came into a show and there was a bunch of sevens. Isn't it? Hasn't it? Hasn't it? When was a the month? last? Can you? I think it might be on paper. I think I think there were sevens on for Sunday or pardon me, Sunday morning, Saturday night. Like there were some sevens. Um, but people jumping in here, grabbing the sevens. I that feels good. It felt coming into there felt like a little more energy uh mm. tonight. I mean, the faint whisper of CM Punk will do that to a show, obviously. People say you don't want CM Punk back, but now that now that there's now that there's a sliver of hope that he might be on the show again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah, CM Punk back, but when Kenny Omega anymore. does a GTS, it's a solid yeah. seven. Uh, shout out to my brother Anthony Road coming in late with a seven. Thanks, Alex. Uh, high scores, <laughs> maybe an average of what six and a half, maybe even. I would say yeah, six three, six three, six four, six five. Uh, absolutely, yeah. The the idea is like I don't want CM Punk back, but if they reference him. <laughs> every single week <laughs> i'm cool with that uh yeah i would say the highest in a hot minute thank you anfield road song says it all thank you for the gifted service five is very generous it is that's true and we thank you thank you anfield road for the five gifted those are going out to the one and only jeff 37 uh, not to be confused with the other Jeff 36. Uh, Bells 208, The Hop Demon, Scarney 82, and Newberry 44. Look at that. You, so you get a seven show and people give subs. It's the story of our channel as well. It never fails. <laughs> uh, and, and as this is right, Anfield Road saying, Case they want Shun Skywalker coming to America again. Bless up. The Dragon Gate will always walk where Alex is uh, breathing, and we love him for it. Uh, fantastic. I, I got to say that five gifted song. I say this all the time. That, that's my favorite song on the channel. <laughs> I heard one to hear, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I until we get a tech gift to someone, I, I suppose, because we are just True. that greedy. Well, Zoops, high scores from them. I think I think I'm a solid a five seven five on this. Uh doesn't quite crest in the sixth territory for me. I thought there was uh a really there was great stuff on this show, but I think as we get through it, people might there, there was some stuff that I would not be present on a seven show that doesn't have CM Punk on it for me, at least. Uh, but yeah, I still thought I, a very fu fun showing uh, from AEW. I realize now I didn't actually Come ask for. I think I'm right there with you, five seven five, only because like it's like a it's a recent six, like it's a recent show six, but maybe not like a AW. a true AEW six, right? Um, I think I think it's a definitely a step in the right direction in terms of what oh. we had hoped for in terms of getting a bit of a reset, feeling fresh, feeling like we're moving forward and past some things, some things not, but some things we are, and just getting new uh, new spaces to travel in and exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe 575. Five. Maybe I can get talked that it was six tonight with enough uh, enough positivity. Out of the yeah, let, let's approach it with that. I'm, I'm feeling that tonight, too, because I'm with you. Uh, shout out to good friend Jake for gifting a sub to the Stone Pitbull himself, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, now free to use the emotes in the wrestling brain chat. That's a, It's going to be a big day when uh, Mr. Ishii re realizes that. Yeah, that's got to feel good. Not a winning effort out of him tonight, but one a winning effort here on the channel. We open up tonight's Dynamite, exiting the horrible music with William Regal standing in the ring zoobs alone 
Uh, not how I thought that they were going to start off the show. Not exactly exiting a pay-per-view. In some ways, he is the question exiting the pay-per-view. But I do feel like there's a bravery with leading with Regal on a show like this. Generally, they go with the big song, the big entrance. This is the flat Regal's in the ring, ready to talk thing. I thought it was sort of a brave entrance to the show. Would you yeah. like to hear? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zeus. No, no, no. I, I literally just me agreeing with you. So hmm. I know I have no need to expand. Would you like to hear? From Mr. Friedman, uh, we're led to believe that this is going to be how uh, Regal will be referring to MJF going forward. Well, if you do, you're never going to believe it, Zoobs. You're going to have to wait till next week because MJF is off shooting a movie. Now, that's real, or at least as far as I believe it's real. He's off on the A24, Zac Efron starring Von Eric movie. A little bit of an aside here, but will you see that movie, Zoobs? I would. I would. I'm going to wager to say I probably will. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It'll come up on. One of the services, and I will be like, "Yeah, wife, this here's here's two hours, an hour and a half to two hours we can spend focusing on one thing. That sounds fun." <laughs> tell us what real life really is. No other show's giving it to you raw like the AEW. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Regal, of course, goes on that he's not going to reveal anything. He's going to leave that to Mister Friedman, and you're just going to have to come on back. And before he can finish his sentence, here he is. The confrontation that I think we probably wanted exiting full gear. John Moxley interested the crowd a little more down tempo than normal, focused on Regal. Um, this is a bad joke to make, but uh, it did cross my mind that this guy gave up alcohol and this was the reddest face I've ever seen on a human being as he was uh, trying to get look steamed and mad at Regal. It was phenomenal stuff. Uh, and Mox goes eye to eye. And it looks like he wants to kill William Regal. Tell me what you were reading this dynamic as here, Zoobs. Did you think it was going to get physical? We know clearly now the BCC affiliation is over, but uh, I, I was sort of sad to see Mox and Regal come to this. It's hard. The This whole thing sort of crumbles to me when Danielson comes out. So it's hard to recall how I felt before Let that happened because no problem. it happens pretty quickly for me. Yeah. Like I, him coming down, I was like, okay, this is, I was, I was happy that we were getting this handled right away. Right. I was sort of like, this makes sense. We're getting the BCC thing. I, I think we know where it's going and it got, it got pretty heavily handed tease tonight, but um, man, I wanted to like this so much. And I was just like, oh, this is just really stilted and weird and bad it's like the mocks up really like this raging like just like feel like it felt almost out of character if it been to not do anything you know what i mean it felt like it felt like a bit of a betrayal of his character brian should have been character. out there with regal first is what i would have done here uh brian mm. trying to be like level-headed with regal and then mocks in like a fuck this like i'm done with brian trying to talk to him like here i come and then brian's like playing referee because i thought the exact same thing as you here it's not it's not in Mox's character. If somebody were to do that to John Moxley, because this is a guy Mox loves in William Regal and has talked at great length about his his coming up with him in wrestling, and to be handed a weapon by your mentor in a losing effort, and your mentor is the guy who gave the weapon to your opponent. John Moxley, of maybe everybody on the roster, is the guy where there's hell to pay with that. And so they sort of do a stare down for too long. They're trying to do like a Mox is thinking about killing Regal here thing. Out comes Brian Danielson to save William Regal. In effect, he comes out. He says, I don't care if they're booing. He's talking to Mox here. Uh, my dad shared William Regal's struggles. He shared Mox's struggles. When I was coming up in wrestling, the only man who could make me understand all this was him. I, I didn't know what the fuck. What? With Why would Brian? Mox care about that? Why does Mox care about that? Yeah, uh, they, they tried to turn it into like, imagine your daughter 
loving you in spite of all that, but like, I feel like you could do this a lot less convolutedly. You could be a lot more, like, needlessly not straightforward, right? It's like, this could be really easily straightforward. Danielson could have a point to prove here and not make it like a four minute story that only tangentially relates to Mox in a way that like would only piss him off more. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, didn't work. I like Danielson's work in general. I, I think sometimes this sort of thing, this like exposition heavy, not really a true story doesn't play to his strengths very much. I, I agree. I, I just, and I do think this actually sort of comes together in the end in a good way. Like I think this segment sort of bookended well, it just sort of loses it and gets foggy in the middle. Cause once it just sort of gets down to physically mocks considering it with him and Brian, I thought they actually did sort of a low key, great pro wrestling acting job here. Zoobs, you know, I'm a, a long time bartender. This is very much what talking down a drunk mad guy is like, sure. like Mox is begging to get over him. And Brian's like, listen, man, I know you're tough. No one's, no one's questioning that, but you can't do that to old William Regal. His, his neck's busted. His back's busted. Like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that to William Regal. It is actually like the exact approach you take in that yeah. situation. Which and that I part of it makes sense. impressive. Like, yeah, you're the man. Don't, don't get me wrong, but he's weak. You don't want to do that. I almost feel like, I agree. Like, that part of it makes sense. And that part of it, of that's not sort of the part that I thought crumbled a little bit. But I almost feel like Mox was good enough that he got that across himself without it even being said right. i know that sometimes in a wrestling show it's easy you, you do want to say the thing out loud but i was like i i read that off of mox anyway that like if it was anybody else he would have already been on him right I, I think it would have helped it would have helped me a little bit and maybe i'm just being greedy like i, I wouldn't have minded regal addressing mox basically at all as well sort of think i think it's a mistake to only have it be danielson but again maybe that's just we're, we're not getting the thing that we want so i i don't know where to draw that line and like Anfield Road points out in the chat, I do think there's a lot of meat on this as a long-term arc. So this is you know, sure. starting saying we have to plant all the seeds. There's a lot to get across. I get it. I'm not saying this was the end of the world or anything. I just thought for such a hot, you got three very high-tier performers in there getting across a pretty interesting story. I just didn't think the segment fully delivered what it could have uh, for the source material. But uh, the final thing Mock said, I actually thought was kind of awesome where he goes, Lordship, I only want one thing from you now. I want you to run far, far away. Keep running. And I want you to never come back. Turn around right now. Start walking. Like, this is also, maybe I'm just, I live in the bar too much, but I'm revealing something here. But this is great fucking tough guy bar talk. Like, you listen, we don't have to have a problem right now, but you got to spin on your fucking heels. Like, you have to walk out the store. I'm standing here because if you stay here another second, we're going to have a problem. That doesn't go well for you. I, I actually love this final moment between Mox and Regal. And I felt sadness as Regal was doing, you know, the Linus Charlie Brown slump away. Um, I, I, I like the, the end of the segment quite a bit. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. And I think it it just plays further. Like, I think Mox and Regal is what is interesting here. Dian Danielson almost feels uh, added in as sort of a conduit. And I know, listen, that's going to probably be the feud we get. And AEW will probably be doing this into the next pay-per-view in March, four months from now. It'll probably be when it actually finally steams off. But um, yeah, I think sort of, again, the, the, the end very strong, the beginning very strong. I think just sort of the middle got, got a little, it's a lot of words to say that much. Soups, we're not done talking about this segment, but I'm actually going to get a little unorthodox, if you don't mind. In the middle of this segment, we haven't brought up a name yet, and I'm very glad that we didn't, and I was thinking you might step on it and bring it up, and that would have been fine. And yet, I want to get to our first of three keep it or kick it's of the evening. Earl 
fully in a segment because there was something that was uh, blaringly obvious to me during the segment. I'm wondering if people feel the same. So will you oblige, if you don't mind, get to a very early keep it or kick it? It's the McDonald's fries of the show to me. So absolutely, let's do it. (laughs) And I'm loving it. Uh, Zooms, of course, you and the chatters know the rules of keep it or kick it. I'm about to give a prompt. They're going to head to the emotes bar and pick either the keep prompt or uh, emote or the kick emote. Keep, of course, means you like the prompt, you love the prompt, you want some more of the prompt. And kick means you despise the prompt, hate the prompt, and never want to see it again. So let's get to it, Zeus. Keep it or kick it. This statement, it is inexcusable to not have MJF on this episode of Dynamite. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it. This is what I live for. <laughs> let me just let me just sit. Let me just sit. Hundred. <laughs> Zooms, this is just me. This is just me. Uh but when a champion wins the world championship on a pay-per-view. It is necessary that he is on the following TV. Uh, For anyone who had friends over for that pay-per-view, who might have been impressed with MJF, for anybody who tuned into Full Gear and you have John Moxley lose the title and MJF be there, or an MJF win it, and then you have Mox on the television and MJF not, it is everything I hate about New York, no present championships. It's, It's absolutely not for me. Madness unanimous in the chat that it's okay that he wasn't there sickens me we we, we what are we doing around here zooms you think you think oh we're building this community of smart people they all know the chat chat doesn't need to be on the the follow-up show from the pay-per-view what where are you on this one zooms um didn't Hard didn't di- didn't bother me uh i didn't even really notice that to be frank with you um wouldn't have minded like a cell phone video him on the set of the show of, of, oh, that's of a fun like idea. The, of uh, sort of the of that idea um damn it damn it damn it what do you what do you how do you retort to this that that it's basically the busiest travel day in the u.s and they little it's because it's thanksgiving when you has that hit your ears i'd say that sucks yeah i'd say that nobody else managed to be on the show uh it's like part of being the world champion like that's what i i, I would be saying this if not just if it was mjf if anyone would have won the title on sunday or saturday I would say they need to be on the television on the Wednesday. Like that's looks like being looks like uh, looks like Knockout Panda agrees with you. Um, Knockout Panda says MJF should have been there. This is the start of his era. Uh, he should have been on the show in some form. I think some form is maybe the key word for me. I would have been okay with um, this is what a champion does. I'm on the movie set. This is what you know what I mean. That that even that. Um, but yeah, interesting. Interesting. Hadn't uh, hadn't hadn't considered that as sort of a as sort of a, a big mistake. Um, I, I've I never seen a pro work. wrestling company do it before. I, it was like a spotlight thing, on the uh, show. No, oh, it's Nick Cage has won the GCW title. Oh, sorry, folks. He, he's not here. He's not here next week. I mean, he's, he's, he's gone. It, I don't know. It's, it, I've never seen a wrestling company do it before. He's filming Manny a movie. Ma- <laughs> Manny Max <laughs> saying uh, Regal more important to have IMO. Um, hmm. Scoots Bartos said show was a seven. They did fine without MJF. Anfield Rose saying perfect for him specifically. Yeah, I, I like I understand that argument. Like MJF will get mileage out of being like, ah, you're not gonna get me on TV all the time. I, I just don't think that's like good heel heat. I think you should just have the guy like this is 
the MJF era. This is the pay-per-view fallout show. Like he is the world champion. Yeah, not that I'm saying anybody is doing this, but it it it, it veers dangerously close to like, well, if it made you mad, then it worked. Sort of conversation when we sure, get into yeah. like, it's perfect for him to do that. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that that discussion in wrestling, even bringing it up, it's like, well, yeah, okay, then I guess we can't say anything else. Everything bad is good because if I say something, no, again, not that I'm saying anybody is no, doing no, that, no, but I don't I'm think you are. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you start to get you start to get a little close to that when you're like, well, it makes sense for this specific guy in this specific spot. He did talk on saturday night in his press conference about but like dynamite being appointment viewing again and like the show being like important again and then yeah um so i don't feel i don't feel as strongly about it as you i think i'm i think i'm mostly with the chat i don't think i would use the word inexcusable but uh i definitely see your point and i definitely think it is uh it is an interesting bone to pick uh yeah i hadn't i hadn't really thought about it i think maybe the the presence and the mention that he got mm. from regal to me sort of like explained it away enough for me but i do see that uh disappointment potentially i said i've never seen a company do it before i suppose that isn't true i'm sure one of those times brock lesnar must have won the title and not showed up on raw that must have happened yeah anyway uh interesting stuff nonetheless i just want to be heard like you said zooms you're like ah, i see where you're coming from that's all a guy can ask for and appreciate with the platform pace redeem to sit for the working man and here's my pal pace folly pomegranate blueberry aha tonight mm-hmm I think Master can kombucha. Oh, it's Aha. Aha. <laughs> really a bad name for a, a sparkling water, isn't it? It's a lot of lot of sparkling waters out there, folks. What can you say? <laughs> there are. Keith Lee is backstage with Renee. Of course, we'll all remember that he walked out of his tag team title match against uh, the acclaimed alongside his tag partner, Swerve Strickland, on Saturday night's Full Gear. Before he can really say anything, you know, Renee goes, can you explain to us what's going on here, Keith? Swerve comes in, stares him down, asks Renee if they can have a little time, puts his hand on the camera, says, maybe without this around. Th th they so have me with these guys. I don't know when I became such a lights out Keith Lee Swerve Strickland fan. I, I suppose I've sort of been a Keith Lee guy in degrees over time. I just love the. I want them to get back together. I want them to be the tag team that like is phenomenal when they're on the same page they don't break up they have poor chemistry but they recognize it's like a band that it's like oh god we make great music together and you can't stand the sight of the fucking guy like it's i i just love their dynamic man i'm all in on these guys whether this is leading to a singles feud or further work in the tag team division uh giant fan of uh both these guys what they're doing and how they're executing it like they're telling a nuanced low-key acted story uh, i just thought a really fun segment, not fun but a good quality segment yeah, quick, um, quickly, quickly. Yeah, they're a great pairing. There was a there was a, a video that came out on social right after Full Gear that was sort of like, it was very much Keith Lee, like fully leaning into like the way that people make fun of him, the way that he mm -hmm. talks, and then very much swerve as quickly as possible was like, let's talk. Um, I do think that they're a great pairing. We've talked about it a lot. I think we, we are two people that basically talked ourselves into like i would have had them win at full gear i, I don't care that the acclaimed is like a top two act in the show right now like these guys are way more interesting to us um yeah i'm super into it i'm super into them interacting i think they're a great yin and yang i think they're a great like you have a you have a big a big huge guy who is like uh uh can do all the work and get everything done and is the difference maker but is also like a, a nerd at heart and like a straight up like the coolest guy you can imagine who is like a really small spelt quick at like it's a it's really they're a really great study in contrasts mm -hmm. and it's part of what makes them work and it's part of what makes to your point i think part of the intrigue is like they're telling a different kind of 
um odd like odd couple pairing tag team. We've seen it a whole bunch and they they do shoving and they break up really quickly. I think the like slow burn the breakup and the like we don't need to break up, we just need to find like sort of the elastic band theory, right? How far back, how many steps back do I have to take towards you and you have to take towards me for us to still do this? You know what I mean? It's sort of like, we don't have to meet in the middle. We just have to get not as far apart. I think that uh, is an interesting journey to watch them go on. God, and and do do you ever think in a different lifetime, you ever sitting on the cans, you're like, in a different lifetime, I was probably a poet. <laughs> maybe i was a scald maybe i was i was known as the zoobs the scald the <laughs> man of words and uh, uh spoken i mean but both the guys on this channel maddie has such a beautiful voice and zoobs is so good with words it's a, it's a real treat a feast for thank, the ears thank you for uh, saying so josh I, I, listen you've never been better than this this z100 morning zoo yeah, uh, high energy bad it actually works wow. like you've pointed yourself into a corner it's way Matt, better <laughs> We could do a whole show like that where we both where we both affected the radio voice. I, 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 gladly, yeah, glad. I would have to do the least. <laughs> no, you could do it too, Josh. Come on. Whoa! It's basically, just me still. <laughs> no, it, that was very Jericho. I like it. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right, Scoots Brodo. Ground floor zero of morning show, Matt. Back this week. This Saturday morning, come join Maddie and I for the Pro Wrestling's only daytime late night talk show. It's Ground Floor Zero, 10 a.m. in the West, 1 p.m. in the East. Maddie, it's going to be a great time this Saturday, isn't it? It's it's always a rocking good time over on uh, GF Zero. You got that right, Josh. See, I'll throw to you way more often. I mean, it is weekend. Yeah. We could have a way show. better than way better than the overdone like monotone. Way funnier. This kills, and we keep moving. It's uh, you painted yourself into a horrible prison here. Or have I? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> right. I'm glad to hear that. I love GF. I love GFC. Oh, I love. I love. That's a great part of uh, Saturday afternoons when I'm I'm chilling. So that's great. Hell yeah! Um, Jake Hager versus Orange Cassidy up next for the All Atlantic Championship. Here, kind of thought this over delivered. Um, they they make this now. It over delivered largely because this stupid fucking purple hat is the most compelling thing Jake Hager's ever had. It is I love the purple career. hat thing. Yeah, I was thinking, what a funny. What a funny turn that it is, is like we've seen people try Jake Hager as a thing so many times mm-hmm. and no one's ever tried the like comedy act. Dumb goofball. They, they tried really like he's a grappler. He's a real serious up guy. He's super like a patriot, pa- super patriotic, all American, American, uh, big, quiet uh, muscle for the for the was it inner circle. circle. And, he, and now he's fa- like maybe it's playing off of 2.0 and Jericho and just sort of being around this group. Like it's the most I've ever enjoyed him. I know that's a dangerous thing to say, um, but just like a funny big oaf is like, it's funny. And I, I, I even, I was like, man, I hate to admit that. I think the red, the hat thing is like legitimately funny. Like it rules. legitimately, legitimately rocked. There's the only one explain to bring into an orange Cassidy match. Like it's perfect. Orange Cassidy has that way of like, you sometimes wonder how his opponent is going to fit into an orange Cassidy match. Turns out Jake Hager with a hat is perfect. It's like, it's all you could ask for. There must've been some magic in that purple velvet hat. He found (laughs) for when he put it on his head, he got over. I mean, it is, uh, anyway, not a, a world-changing game. I thought commentary almost looked like a, a low-key insulting compliment to Jake Hager here as they say, he is the NCAA takedown record for Oklahoma. And you go, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, oh, oh, for the year 2006. 
Oh, so maybe they. That's one of those ones where, like, it. I was you, three. You are reading a stat, and then a clarifying thing comes in afterwards. But you've already read the stat out. Like, I. It's one of those things. Like, I bet at the time he set the records, like as of two thousand and six, and he goes, "Yeah." No. It's been as you said. You were very, very young, and the years <laughs> since years then, it's. Imagine while. if I was out here bragging about something I did when I was 14, you know, it's like, oh, I, I, I came 400th at a spelling bee. I'm just closest thing I have to a brag from, from that age. Um, fun stuff though here. I, I agree with Irish Mac. Hager is a big oaf is fantastic, but I thought they played to everybody's strengths in this match, right? A lot of reversals out of Orange Cassidy and uh, I don't know. It just, it worked for me for whatever reason. And Orange Cassidy racks up these wins and, I think it's sort of low-key bringing relevancy to this All-Atlantic title. Like, it has good lineage, gets positioning on the show, and generally has okay matches for it. Like, I'm a fan of this belt, which I was thought was, um, what is, is superfluous? How do you say that word, Sibs? Superfluous. superfluous? Yeah, that, that's how that belt felt to me uh, in AEW a little bit. Just not really needed. And Orange Cassidy and uh, Pac before have made, made good work from it. It's what we wanted the TNT title to be, no? Uh-huh. every uh, and every week challenge that, uh, between wrestlers that are interesting having interesting matches that are matchups we don't expect like this is what a tv title is supposed to be but now the tv title is uh, i don't understand why it isn't sort of in flux yeah well they put the you know they ended up putting is what happens sometimes with these titles is you end up you end up putting them on someone that becomes like a more of an attraction wrestler and it's like well now it can't be every week well, it's like well they, they shouldn't be in the title they shouldn't have the title but i think that's <laughs> what we didn't like about the the wardlow belting out the gate right and it's, it's what it. happened with it's what happened with jade right we sort of like started this thing where she's running up these numbers because she's defending the belt a whole bunch and now it's like it's a little it's a little quieter it's a little less exciting uh just in case uh jake hager happens to watch the show tread fucking carefully dude this guy shoulder blocked chuck taylor out there tonight <laughs> it's one thing you want you want to go out there and get in the dust up with orange cassidy okay you know the hands in the pockets we're all having fun you, you can you could end up on the wrong end of a fucking awful waffle real quick real quick um, i love the catch a... spot for best friends where jake does the pounce and it sends orange cassidy flying but uh trent and uh romero and chuck are all there just for the catch it's, i think it's a new day spot and then bring oc right back into it, it it's just a good fun match here Thought a good point in the chat from Corvax. When AEW is firing on all cylinders, they get mileage out of people you otherwise wouldn't think, like Hager. That's a great point. Absolutely true. Yep, great point. Uh, this next part got a little clunky. The factory's out. And... Oh, really? The factory came out and the segment fell apart? <laughs> Fucking shocking. <laughs> the factory was out. Uh, it's QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado. I think there's a fourth guy now. Anyone know who that fourth guy is? Thank you, Matty Mac, for the good thing. For uh, big Chuck Taylor, yeah, there is there is a fourth guy. Yeah, you know him. So he's probably he's probably one of those indies you're always following. He's on. He's yeah. there on. Yeah, he had a he had a sixty he had a sixty minute draw. You have to see. <laughs> I'll seek that out immediately. Uh, factory is out, but before they can really do much, all red lighting. I love the friend, and it's the return of the House of Black. Julia Hart. Now I, I'm wondering again. I talk about agenting issues in AEW all the time. Uh, we're just going to show Julia Hart with a big hat moments after feuding for Jake Hagers. I was going to say, speaking of hats, Julia Hart. All red, Julia Hart does a, a pointing to the ring and the House of Black is returned. They jump uh, Orange Cassidy and the best friends. It's Buddy Murphy, Brody King, and a very jacked looking Malachi Black. Holy moly, man, my guy. I love when guys get injured and go on the gas. No one ever did it better than Dean Ambrose. Not anyone in, in wrestling history, maybe. 
he, he left Dean Ambrose. He came back big fucking box, whether he knew it or not, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, how do you feel about the House of Black being back? Does this get you excited for the... I mean, the trios division is pretty tied up for the next two months with Elite and Death Triangle, but... Uh... Pretty dramatic for Malachi to miss one pay-per-view cycle. <laughs> <laughs> a big Listen, I, I think their addition to the show when they're pointed in the right direction and focused. Um, a nice look here is like if you I'm dial down man. the spooky shit by 50%, they're super threatening, right? That You don't... If it's just, you know, the three of them really the two of them coming out and beating the tar out of people, you're like, yeah, these guys look amazing and are a huge threat to anybody that gets in their way. I think it's, it Everybody. can be that simple. I think sometimes it gets overcooked as sometimes things do. And you're looking for time on screen. The only time they can give you is say, oh, we can give you two minutes in a promo. It's, you end up sort of not really setting anything up or going anywhere, but then coming out and beating people's ass is great. And I, it's a, it's a plus um, to see Malachi back as much as that ran out of steam for me. Um, you know, his leaving and his, we thought, going back to New York um, was in the middle of the beginning of sort of the, the weird time and us going, uh, the questions being raised about whether it was a place people actually wanted to be and people trying to leave and sort of, so I think him coming back just it sort of feels good. It sort of feels, uh, it fit the mood of the night. We're like, okay, it's going to be okay. There's no need to fit the mood crazy. of the night. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Zoobs. In my perfect world, I'd push Brody as the main attraction here right now and have Malachi sort of behind the shoulder mentor religious figure thing, especially Malachi is still rehabbing his back, maybe whatever it is. That said, in the lineup they have, I'm more interested in Brody and Buddy as a tag and Malachi as a singles. Some combo where it isn't trios for these guys. Like the, the title scene could use... Like, man, the problem is MJF's kind of a weird matchup for them. Like, it's hard for MJF's character to not just be like, what's all this goofy, you know, right. shit. Um, but the t that top of the card space where we saw all all Ego and Ricky Starks tonight, the upper mid card, I think has a real vacancy for somebody like Malachi or Brody King to become important and feel like a must-see portion of this show weekly. Yeah, I think you could do a... I think you. I think you could do it if you. I think you could do Brody easier than you could do MJF. Or, pardon me, Brody than easier than you could do Malachi against MJF. As weird as that may seem, I, I agree. Brody presents as more of a straightforward threat. Like he could be just like a rough. Yeah. Yeah, like you know the kind of guy that you know that is just sort of like really into like doom metal, and you're just like fuck. I don't want this guy fucking running afoul of me. I do know a guy who's like six seven and is super into doom metal. So he's not, he's not like huge like Brody King Jack, but that is an archetype of guy that is all too real. Similar to the way that it was in the Derby feud, where it wasn't so much paranormal as it was like I'm hard, I I'm not afraid of you, and I can't wait to fuck you up the next time I see you. Like that sort of like Great. I think that perfectly runs a, runs in the face of you know how does MJF explain his way out of that? Right? He tries. He, he could try to do the like this is all spooky and bullshit. And Brody can be like, this isn't about being spooky. It's about me, like, yeah, beating the shit out of you the next time I see you. <laughs> yeah, let him say it and treat it on its face. Like, oh, you are misreading me. Like, I do believe in that, but that's not the problem in front of you right now. Like, the problem in front of you is that I'm twice as big and strong as you. Uh, yeah, great thinking as always by the Zoobs. Many sees through this business, like, he's wearing damn x ray glasses. It's easy to see how he achieves his 100 likes. <laughs> um, just a quick shout out to Julia Hart here somebody who we sort of watched come along uh, the cheerleader for the Pillmans singles action I, I actually think she fits this act like, I, you wouldn't think of that that original Julia Hart we saw and be like wait manager for the house of black like the goth faction 
Uh, but I actually think she suits it, and uh, good for Julia. Is it too easy to draw the Alexa Bliss parallel to that? No, no. I, right I right down to saying. sort of like a cheerleader adjacent. Uh, it is really, I hadn't thought of that, yeah. And then she becomes what, whatever they called her fiend, the sheened. Yeah. Uh, I forget. But yeah, yeah that's a good comparison. I hadn't really thought about that. Cheerleader to creepy uh, and both small blondes. Yeah. Another great pull by these oops. Again, give me some of these tips. You know, I can't even get, you know, five, six likes, you know, you're grinding. Yeah. I, it, I think it's, I'm, I'm more, now I'm more like the man of 75 likes. I lost, I lost 50 followers in the last, in the last month. Have you been tweeting about wrestling more? No, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's my, with my kid. People don't want to see my kid. You got to be kidding me. You, if you find out who those people are, you literally got a personal problem with old J Zero. Send them my way. They don't want to. You, you could you could text me a picture of Big Sam every hour on the hour, and I'd say thank you, sir. <laughs> Sick fucks. All right. Uh, I love this here, Zoobs. Jungle Boy backstage, covered in uh, blood. This is a promo filmed after his cage match with Luchasaurus. Something different about Jungle Boy here. Not trying that hard. Actually tired from his mask match, maybe, or acting well, exasperated. Uh, a very, you know, down-tempo promo here that I thought suited him. It's over, Luchasaurus. Like, it is over. I kicked your ass. We go separate ways. Owning the win. I, I just, I really thought this was, uh, I, I would steer more into this direction. It's cooler to be less, you know, more understated. And I, I thought it suited him. And not that dried blood is going to make anybody look less cool. But, yeah, I thought good stuff from the jungle man here. Yeah, maybe this, I hope this is him finding his gear a little bit and sort of finding that like the coming out and being a caricature of a wrestler who comes out and screams the back half of their sentences and sort of like has to drum up uh, fire from a place that is sort of like, you know, acting. -y. I think maybe, maybe it is, maybe he is well more well to do this. I hope so. I think he did look, uh, and again, as you said, it's, it is hard to face covered in blood uh, after a cage match to not feel cool probably. Yeah, that's a really good point. Man, maybe I should do one, you know, just for that feeling. Yeah. Who's going to bust you up, though? Who's going to bust you up? I mean, there, there's a couple guys. You'd have to go hunting. Don't make no mistake. You have to go find them. But but they're out there. You know, you <laughs> make a reality show about it. Listen, I, I've been doing arms a lot this week. I can't put my arms above my head right now. These guys, they, anyone fuck me up right now. That's not your head you had to put them above, you know? It's got to... <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, I really thought of it in those terms. Absolutely right. Let's hope the jungle boy continues down this path. Zooms, I gotta be honest with you. you. You know I like to tell the truth to you on this program. I think you have a you have a real uh you put telling the truth as a priority, I would say. Thank you for saying so. I love everything about Ricky Starks versus all ego Ethan Page. This this is what the upper mid card of dynamite's all about. Here's two singles guys. I understand both of their characters. One's the baby face. One's the heel. They're going to go put on a good match. They're both going to try and get over. It's a fresh matchup. Stakes. Uh, this this is the good stuff for me. This is what we are not getting enough of on television. I thought, I didn't think this, you know, this isn't a match that I'm saying, oh, you, everyone's got to go check out this match. This match is going to change. This is Omega Okada. But this is a, a TV match that is exciting. I wasn't sure who was going to win. And uh, I found it very easy to get into this match. It's a little bit of um, why sometimes seeing Jay Lethal week in, week out is so annoying. Is you're like, this is what huh. the show should be. This is what the show should be. The guys that we like, interesting matches, like having matches for a reason to see who's better. Um, obviously, we're ending a tournament um, with this and we're, you know, building two stars. But yeah, I was struck the same as you where I was like, this is what the middle of the show is supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be 
to be a, a little too bold on it, like a glimpse at the future of the top of the card, right? It's sort of what they're, what they're telling real. you that this is. It's sort of like, here's guys that we expect to have chemistry for the next five, 10 years. Here's guys that we hope are, are main eventing a pay-per-view and we look back at this and it's part of the canon and it's part of the lore of the rivalry, you know, that sort of exactly. uh, the, the little stamps that they do a couple times a year with this age brackets of the roster that they have. It was very clear that they did this a ton when the company was first starting, right? Every pay-per-view, it felt like you had two guys uh, dick measuring, whether it be Jungle Boy against Guevara or MJF against uh, Jungle Boy or whatever it is. They have these like very clear, here's two guys that we think are at the same spot now and we think are important in the future. Let's see who's better and let, let's sort of see where they're going. I think it used to be a real hallmark of the show and uh, felt like they got a little closer back to that tonight. Jesus, man, you're teaching me tonight. You're you're a man on fire this evening. Good God, you these ever... people getting it for free. People just sitting here getting these these nuggets. You usually got to pay admission for the learning tree. That was. Do you remember? Uh, uh, I want to say last week at this time when I would, or was it two weeks ago? Where I was just like basically dead on my feet on the show. <laughs> no, I, I probably didn't. I was, when I was like, I'm pretty sick. I'll, I'll do oh, what I can. I thought you were great that night still too. Yeah, but, uh, I, I mean, not I, like tonight though. This is. Whew, definitely had covid i don't know, like 100 <laughs> i was like oh i had look back at it I was like oh, i had covid that's what happened there that's what it was and he still came and did the show mjf couldn't even be on dynamite tonight this was with covid came and did double do you think about that uh two insanely cool counters i thought in this match we see uh ricky starks does a great tornado ddt a couple people in the women's division do them no one does it better than tetsuya naito but i thought a really great counter you know so the guy comes up on the ropes right and when his feet are here and he goes to slam down Ethan Page like pushed on the calves of Ricky Starks and just sent him like flying out. Was it to the out to the floor to the apron? I can't remember. But it was an incredibly cool counter that I thought of all, you'd think after you won't find a bigger Titsi and Aito fan than me. You'd think I'd have seen that counter before out of somebody. How many G1 matches have I fucking seen Naito? I've never seen that spot before. Really thought that was cool. And when uh, Starks goes for the suicide dive and he goes all Mortal Kombat, finish him on the outside. I've seen this before, but it was really good timing. Bivens pulls him out of the way so that Starks just hits the ground. Worse for his already bandaged chest that he's been selling the whole match anyway. Um, just some really cool classic stuff. Um, somebody who was was it Irish Mac saying that they were hoping for an ego win. Somebody, yeah, Irish Mac one saying I was hoping for an ego win. I think he'd have great heat with MJF. Yep, AEW doesn't shy away from the heel heel face face matchups like I necessarily would, so I I wouldn't have minded seeing it either. But I honestly think. And I'd be curious to know if the chat and Wazoob's what you think of this. Like, Winter is Coming is their last big show of the year. Their, their name, Dynamite. And I think MJF versus Ricky Starks at the top of that is must-see TV. Uh, they Whatever they've done over the course of the year, it's must-see TV for me, that matchup. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see top of the card, Ricky Starks. Uh, we have talked before about mjf sometimes he plays at the level of his competition on the mic or or he is so far ahead that it's sort of like the feud is worse off for it because he's so clearly a step ahead starks is a guy that we have seen many times been like oh i see the potential there or oh he hit it tonight and didn't hit it this night and boy the idea of him like really truly elevating his game really truly like hitting the gear we wanted to hear hit here um is pretty enticing and you know to sort of kick off the like oh man he's the next the rock like to actually have like a the rock against the the guy right now is like it, it is, i'm with you i'm with you that's that is, when you talk about is not mjf's first like meaty championship feud but his first like meaty challenger i, I think that's pretty cool man i think you could do a lot worse and i think it's better 
it's better than um sometimes we rush right to what's the biggest thing they can do what's the what's the massive like huge story they're gonna tell i think we can get to that a little bit later let him have and we've seen this a couple times with aew with their champions let them have some smaller defenses let them have some smaller stories that aren't necessarily like a total exposition of both of these characters i'm uh i'm with you i'm right there with you and just the last note on the match like when you look at all the factors we just talked about about sort of the the future and these guys being in a similar spot you sort of hope that they have chemistry and i was really happy to see that, like they did have the chemistry that we hoped would play out they really did seem to be a good match for each other um i think it's sort I think of it old was... school guys in their own way right yeah yeah my, my, like my only my only small nitpick and it's not this match thing is like i don't love starks having a spear only because like it you don't i don't buy I, you did three of them you don't buy anybody a lot bigger than starks being like of all the things you'd want him to do to you like spear would be pretty high on the list probably it's like yeah i get that stop like getting hit with a, missile, a guy like, like rhino it's like oh you're makes a lot of right. sense that this guy just running and jumping at me with her goldberg yeah, it's a very specific body style move. I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns doing it. I actually think he's got some fucking killer ones against like Braun and Big Show on the, the ramp. But yeah, I mean, Edge's running hug is terrible. Charlotte's is awful. R Ricky really throws, he almost does it like a Darby Allen, like launches himself at them. But I, I feel, I, I mean, I would say, yeah, if you are not built like Rhino or Goldberg, I would really consider whether you should do the spear or not. But if you yeah. are built like Rhino or Goldberg, spear away, man, I'll spear away. Yeah. Again, a small, a small pick. I still think Ricky is great, and I still, uh, I'm still into it. Really appreciate everybody hanging with us tonight here on the Double Dudes. We do this every Wednesday and this Saturday morning. We will also be doing Ground Floor Zero. It's pro wrestling's only daytime late night talk show. Maddie and I will be going over all the news of the week. A couple minutes here coming up. We will be getting to the return of Reddit. Set it, Zoobs. A very tasty addition tonight. So people get ready for that. I know that's a favorite around here. But let's get into the next segment here as uh, Michael Wardlow is up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I love calling. I got to stop. <laughs> I just love calling him Michael Wardlow. It's not. Just Wardlow. I'll never do it again. Just Wardlow is his name. Zoobs can say whatever he wants. But for me, I always call him Wardlow Mayhem because he's he is Mr. Mayhem. <laughs> How does that play into with being Wardlow's world? <laughs> it almost sounds like it's his middle name, right? He's Michael Wardlow Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is a pretty cool combo of uh, words. Now that I'm sort of realizing the math of it all, uh, he's talking about how, in the moment, he accepted that he lost the TNT title to Samoa Joe. Uh, but he went back and watched the match, and Samoa Joe hits him with a belt. He didn't even know. How about that? <laughs> Last thing I do in the match, I was hitting Powerhouse Hobbs with a bunch of power bombs. I don't know why I'm making fun of this. I thought it was a fine promo. I just, when he said that, I was like, you didn't know he got hit in the head with the belt? But it, I guess it does make sense. All the time people say I got knocked out and don't remember, so I'm just being a goof. Um, Joe, you're not the toughest man in the room, and this isn't over. Uh, Wardlow Joe I'm singles match on, on uh, final battle zoops. Could that be? Yeah, Thank you, that makes sense. 17 that, for the follow. I think that makes sense. In a, in a, uh, yeah, if you're looking to build that card out, if you, you need to have a, something for Joe to do, that seems to be the place to take in. I think that is, I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit for the middle of that card. Yeah, I agree. Zoops, I don't like to to be this guy because, you know, I don't believe in advertising anyway. But when you tell me something's going to happen, you got to give it to me. And uh, AEW told me, I think, that we were going to hear from Bow Wow tonight, my favorite rapper. We would, we, we, I think they were told we would see the confrontation. Oh, we would see the confrontation. Oh, okay, so I, I got tricked. 
they got me watching Dynamite tonight, which I wouldn't have normally done. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I I got tricked because I because here we get Jade Cargill and I'm licking my chops. I'm thinking, wow, we're bow wow is about to be on TV. Finally, this the is, bow wow, yeah. Finally, um, I did think this was fun as Jade is trying to get to bow wow and the baddies attack the security. That is, I guess this was be in front of bow wow's green room. Is that what this is? And he then, was like. Yeah, he was like in front of like a, I guess like a red carpet, a signing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the card officially the pre, the preview card officially says we will show the incident between Jade Cargill and Rapstar Bow Wow from his concert in Miami. That's what the card officially says. Well, don't I feel stupid? Here I am thinking, you know, very small, very small type, very small type. Some people like Tupac or Biggie or Nas, Jay Z. Not I'm not me. I'm more a Bow Wow guy, and so this yeah. this moment was a little disappointing. I did think I liked everything involving the baddies and the security, but then they go back and they go, "All right, Jade, do you want to expand on that at all?" Because it didn't really show anything. And she goes, "No, I don't want to give any more clout to that whack ass rapper." <laughs> Moving on. And then she has Mark Sterling come in. This was news to me that Mark Sterling is her is back with Jade. I, Legal counsel, yeah. Yeah, you remember Big Stoke was there for a while, but now with the firm. And so he's back, and he goes on the record. I actually thought this was pretty funny. He's, it takes a big long to say that Jade, indeed, her official statement is no comment. Uh, he then fires Kiera Hogan, and Red Velvet's back. It's a lot. Exposition. You know, if you're trying to pop a rating, you can't say Bow Wow's going to be there. I'm here expecting that he's going to sing one of his big hits that I love. And then one of the many. Yeah, it's hard to even pick one. Exactly right. And then you get Mark Sterling. What's that, man? Go they, ahead. So they get uh, you. I, I can't sit around and listen to people think saying that Bow Wow doesn't have any hits. Because if you've ever. I, did, I, I was saying the opposite. Yeah, opposite. If you don't know the song "Let Me Hold You" by Bow Wow, then you don't know. You think I don't know the song "Let Me Hold You" by Bow Wow? That's what I was gonna say when we were talking about the song. I was gonna say "Let Me if Hold I, You." If I didn't think it'd get us copyright stricken, I'd, I'd sing it right yeah. now. We gotta be careful what we do on here. This is Jeff Bezos. Anyway. Here, Josh, I'll pitch you up. You can go ahead and sing it right now. Now we got it. We've started. This is a very short. We gotta move on. Thanks, though, Maddie. Thank you. But yeah, anyway, so they they robbed me of Bow Wow, but hopefully, hopefully, we get it back in the door. Uh, one of these weeks. So I'm going to do a terrible co-host thing here. I'm going to throw you a question and then my bladder's not holding up. I'm going to go run to the wall. I think it'll maybe the first time in double dude's history. Uh, I will be doing this. I'm going to queue you up. You're gonna be sh- I'm not going to wash my hands. I'm going to sprint back here. Uh, <laughs> you need to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> Good pace. Well, no, I'm, I mean, I won't, I won't get into any more detail, but I'm, I'm gonna, anyway, uh, Zoob's the elite for death triangle. Two out of seven series, uh, the or sorry, yeah, best of seven series, the second matchup uh, here on tonight's AEW Dynamite. Can you set the stage for people as the elite entered here to carry on my wayward son in Chicago? Fuck elite booing. Can you can you give people a sense of what this atmosphere was like that sort of continued throughout the entire match? And I'll be right back. An interesting, weird, listen, this was, this was the uh, vibe that we were sort of looking for on the entire show, I would say. Sort of how would the Chicago crowd, obviously the the home of CM Punk and the place that we, you know, there was fuck CM Punk's uh, chance last week on the pay-per-view. And now we're sort of like, this was the one place where it was like, this, this was the one place where this could go all right. I almost was worried off the top. Remember the opening thing they did, they did fuck you Regal um and they did what would they i can't remember what they chanted 
Um, but I was like, are they chanting "We want punk" in the very first segment? I was like, oh no, because I've, I've remarked before. Like, I'm sort of amazed with this major thing that it hasn't taken over any shows. That the the one CM Punk chant was uh, "You fucked up." Thank you very much. Uh, is what they were chanting. I thought so. I I was yeah. Early on, I was like, I, first thing I was like, damn, are, there, are we getting a are we getting a "We want punk"? Uh, it wasn't though. When you were right, it was a "You fucked up." Um, I sort of wanted to commend these audiences that they haven't let this uh, take over the shows. Um, it seems like the only place that that's going to happen is during the elite segments, which makes, again, it makes sense. They sort of are uh, at the middle of this for better or for worse. So I'm interested to see. Obviously, it plays out with a ton of references and a ton of winks, and we're, that's what we're doing now. The entrance does work a lot differently if they're being booed <laughs> instead of cheered. <laughs> Yeah, it was astonishing. Chicago did their work tonight, I thought, Zeus. As a pro CM Punk guy, I was proud of. I, I said, I, I might have to move on there over to the, the Windy City. Um, I thought that this entrance was outstanding, that there was just this palpable heat and hatred. They did end up falling in love with the match itself, but there are fuck the elite, you fucked up, booze rampant. Uh, and this sort of translates, I don't know if you touched on this, Zeus, but into Death Triangle, getting maybe the most over babyface reaction of their careers. Uh, yeah. th these guys are CM Punk analogs in this situation uh, to face off against the elite. And I thought that this was just a, uh, a very fun trios match here in the middle of the television and an absolute corker of athleticism between six guys who know how to get it done. My question to you, Zoobs, and of course we reviewed this match uh, that happened at Full Gear. You can listen to our review on the archives here on Twitch or YouTube. That said, we're two matches in. You got five more in you? Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. It's a, it, they're a great pair, and they do they do, they have very good matches. And I thought uh, I thought this was an, another good match, and they're they're perfectly suited for each other. Like a lot of the a lot of the one off pairings um, produce some great stuff. I don't know how they're going to keep it fresh for seven. Maybe that maybe the elite loses. 4-0 um maybe it doesn't go seven maybe it only goes six or the elite win the next four or whatever so this is not my idea but i wish it was mine what if death triangle goes up 3-0 next mm -hmm. wins theirs and everybody thinks okay now it's time for the big elite comeback the elite are about to do it omega has or i guess it would be the bte trigger they have one of them on the ground for the bte trigger jumped by ftr Oh, what's FTR want in the trios division? This is so crazy. Their third person, the returning CM Punk, who has now screwed the elite out of winning their best of seven tournament. Listen, man, there's no way I would. Uh, there's no way I would turn that down. Can you imagine? I mean, it would suck to have Punk back in the trios division, but say Levy, I would take it for that. He has to face off with the elite. Gets him in the door. Yeah, it's it's, it's the it's the it gets you the face off the, the elite is what matters. Yeah, yeah. Are they? Uh, do they? We explain. Are they going to do like say the elite wins this next match? Are they? Do they win? The, are they champions for the until they lose until they lose the next match or? No. So they the winner of the best of it's seven. So exactly right. So even if they win one, they will not be the champions. Although there are some tournaments Bellator MMA has started running where it's like. The champ is in the tournament. The title's on the line in all of their matchups. So it could have been cool to have seen something like that go to. It's added something interesting to their tournaments, at least for me. It's going to become increasingly hard for you and I, I've realized, to talk about this match uh, as it's going to be a high athleticism corker every single time it happens over the next couple of weeks. It's going to make it increasingly difficult to talk about. 
But I just wanted to say, I think every pairing of these six guys is fun. Uh, the endings of these match become like waterfalls of offense where everybody is good enough to pull it off, which is really cool to see. It's, of course, not my very favorite style of wrestling. Like, this stuff is going to have a ceiling for me. But I'm for television, man. like, six-man, I, I had a blast with this. Yeah. No, absolutely. Listen, they're very talented. And uh, uh, they're, again, they, there's a reason that they're each other's, like, preferred opponents, I think. And, that, and then that's the the team that Lily would want to come back against. I just, any any pairing uh seven times in like eight weeks is going to be difficult and especially ones that rely on such spectacle like it's not going yeah. to be you know how can it's not you know there's obviously reversals and there's that level to it but this there's not sort of that uh you know the the catch is catch can to it there's gonna be reversals and learning and growth and all that and I don't, i'm sure they'll all be very entertaining and very good and full of stuff it's just boy it's, like you said it's gonna be tough um to come up with like original <laughs> thoughts about it every single time yeah and that, and that will be interesting we would love for them to give us reason to and to innovate each time it'd be fun if they give us a very different style these first two matches that they've had are both like high but it would be fun to see something a bit more uh anchored out of them and see it so yeah there you go knock up panda saying i got bored of the bucks eventually even when watching them in new japan they don't tell stories in the matches well that's not true but anyway not, not gonna do that that whole song and dance they telling stories in matches is already like just like, like people think it's only selling a limb go go watch golden lovers versus young bucks tell me there's no story there like you, you'd have you'd have to be absolutely lost have, have no ability to to read a match at all they're, they're good at it they just prefer their high octane pwg lucha inspired kickout fest but they, they got plenty of great stories world's cutest tag, tag team versus young bucks incredible story with ftr bucks hangman omega bucks like countless them were them first winning the uh, heavyweight tag belts in uh, Japan as well was sort of very story heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's the I brought that one up. Yeah, that's the no, pardon me. first match, and it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's dripping in it. Uh, anyway, we move on here to the undisputed champion. Sorry, before we do anything, anything to 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 actually do talk the um, story of the match. We, they do cheat to win. They get the hammer, well, not cheat to win, but they hammer they hammer to win. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of like talk and like just just don't you know let, let's not do the let's not overdo the like op op you know opposing to this let's just get through this and finish the series do you think there's do you think that's where we're headed with uh death triangle yeah interesting i wonder um i'm gonna say i hope so because as much as i like death triangle and i think the presentation is great i genuinely believe Pac to be like a top of the card championship tier wrestler and I would like to get there eventually. And the tag team division could use the Lucha Brothers. So not a breakup, but like if at the end of this best of seven series, they end up losing and they decide, okay, let's go after some different belts. Pac will attach, attack a singles and uh, Lucha Bros will go for tags. Absolutely works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting to see how that, if, you know, if, if the hammer, I mean, I'm sure. The hammer's I'm sure not the coolest weapon, is it? It's not. It's not. The hammer. The bigger hammer. How the hammer changes hands and and their use of it will be sort of the track going forward that we can each time. Yeah, I uh, fully agree there. So glad they did this here, Zoobs. Thunder Rosa, no Oops. longer. Whoops, your Asian women's champion, Jamie Hader, undisputed. They have gotten rid of the interim title, and Jamie Hader is now your full champion. Before we talk about what followed here. Is this the right choice for AEW? Uh, have we given Thunder Rosa enough time to come on back? 
Do we know? And I know I don't. I don't know. You're not like a, you know like an insider that you want to give away too much. But do we know what exactly is going on with the Rosa thing? Because it hasn't been as clear. Um, not that I'm aware of. Obviously, I think losing the interim tag at any point is a good thing. I think that's that's a almost an unquestionable positive. Um, it, it keeps it from hanging over of like, there was almost a piece of me going into hater against storm where I was like, well, it's an interim belt. So you're still looking at this title as to like, how does this person going to beat Rosa when she comes back? Right. Um, so that's, it's obviously good in that way. I'm just a little curious as to what exactly is going on, um, with Rosa, but it, you know, we're not going to get that answer. I don't think for a while. Well, maybe it'll just be the theme of the evening then. Is I'm going to go to a keep it or kick it in the middle of us talking about this, and then we'll sort of lead the discussion with it. Because I have a lot to say on specifically what you just touched on, but I want the the people to lead the discussion. And so we'll go to the second of three keep it or kick it of the evening, Subs, if you don't mind. Does Maddie you can cue up the music here? And it's very simple, straightforward. Thank you, good friend Jake, for putting the emotes in there. Keep it or kick it. This statement, Thunder Rosa will wrestle a match in AEW again. Answers come in, zooms, reads them out loud. That's how it works. It's mainly pretty one-sided uh thunderous g so far the only kick uh everyone else keeping knockout panda adding you never know with a back injury on a timeline uh see sapa adding i feel like we've seen her peak though uh good friend jake the, the question was whether or not we've seen thunder rosa will she wrestle again in aew is the is the keep or kick um it looks like a mostly unanimous kick just thunderous g pardon me keep just the unanimous g uh with the kick there um yeah i think i sort of agree with the chat where it sort of seems like a contract thing um and i don't know unless there's a big like stink that we're not aware of or a big like hard to work with um they don't want her back that we're not aware of um then i think it's i think it's a keep it as long as it's not anything you can't work past People sort of alluding to her being a locker room cancer and there being problems backstage. Um, so be it. I, I don't know that it's, is it enough to keep her from ever appearing on the show again? I don't think so. I think any depth is is good depth. They've done a good job in the last couple of months of sort of adding out the division and getting us matchups and fresh. And I think she can slot into there and um, maybe take on some of the new talent and some people. And you'd like to see, I'd like to see her go full on against Tony. I'd like to see her against Fair a lot of different people. In the uh, in the so interesting yeah, I'd be with the chat here too. I'd be keeping this one. I think she comes back. She's a good wrestler. Um, there just seems to be. I mean, we we called it that the night that she relinquished. And people were saying we we're reading too far into it, but I think that that take is aged pretty fucking saliently. That there was it was absurdly weird to just have her vacate the backstage segment in like twenty five seconds. Was uh, really something weird there. It's just really weird. People thought I was on it. Too, so they said, "Woof." Zero, you're reading too far into this. I said, that's what I do. Like, Am I missing? And, and this is very possible that it, that it, I did. Am I missing the like um, the backstage rumblings on Rosa? I, I, I'm not, not saying that they're not there. I just didn't. I don't. I must have missed it. 
Yeah, I think it's like one of these general things, because now that you asked the question, I don't actually know. But I think they're, they're okay. So there's this perceived Tony's club, right? And the only woman who's back there doing coke with Tony or so everyone on the deep internet says is Britt Baker. And they think that Britt does not like Thunder. And so there is there then tension between TK and Thunder. Okay. Those sand and then you know, those sandbagging moments as uh knockout panda points. There's things there. Good for Jake's like Excalibur said that they retroactively announced Tony's reign as legit chat. I didn't hear that. That's awesome. Thanks, Jake. That's good to know. That's great. I was um, gonna remember her like that anyway. Yeah, that's that's one of those things, right? Is is uh yeah, oh, maybe good she for right. I forgot about this. Allie Catch th th that's right. Some of the GCW women were like, Oh yeah, when she was here, she was a fucking nightmare. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm, I'm, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't denial. I was just I'm, I'm not. Oh no, you up on them. But uh, that is interesting because like even if she's not in Tony's club, like she was the champion and got like, an awful lot of time as champion, an awful lot of investment mm -hmm. and sort of freedom to go around different places. So interesting. Well, that fucking but, uh, awesome theme. Too. Yeah, well, she's also she's a singer. Uh, she was accused. Rosa was accused of sandbagging against Shafir. That uh, was confirmed. And Rosa publicly apologized to Marina. Yeah, but I might funny. be in favor of that. In hindsight, yeah. might be a Oh, no. He's holding back. I mean, how can you... You can only hold back Marina Shofir for so long. People are saying locker room cancer? This is like a locker room solution <laughs> to me. They're gone. Th Thunder was probably like, you can't think... What? You <laughs> Hang on. This is, yeah, you know what? I might be selling myself into uh, to Thunder Rosa. Good friend... Uh, pardon me. Uh, Knockout Panda saying Evil East has something as well about Rosa. There you go. It's very interesting. I was gonna say I was gonna echo good friend Jake. It's like, yeah, I'd be curious to see the hey, is there somebody Evil East like, is, doesn't is, have an issue with the, is uh, Evil East the like she keeps running into assholes? It's like well, Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's honky tonk man. <laughs> Everyone around me, such a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sure are honkster. Okay, uh this this leads into a match here after uh Renee sets up uh Jamie here with this big entrance, you undisputed champ, but then Britt takes the mic and does the talking for her. We're continuing this sort of uh brit moment fantastic and it leads to a three-way tag man i i couldn't sometimes the booking on the show just fucking eludes me uh we get anna jay and take haunty taking on willow and sky blue taking on jamie and Britt baker and if you would have shown me this match on paper and said josh who do you think pins who in this match and i said well it's, it was very obvious you would have uh Britt take the pin and it looked bad on the champ and you build a little division uh it's the exact opposite Britt pins sky blue at the end of this match i didn't really get what the three the other team, like why are anna jay I, I don't know i thought this was just uh yeah non non-ideal i didn't champion think on the champion on the show though champion on the show though Champ new champion shows up next week <laughs> yeah I get, you know what i guess i can't i can't be a fucking hypocrite can i <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought she looked strong as fuck. Um, and I thought Sky Blue, the shame Sky Blue hits this insanely cool move and then just immediately like obliterated after she does it. <laughs> tough spot. Um, tough spot. Yeah, listen, this is never going to work. Uh, this sort of like the the thrown together trios or pardon me, three way. A hard style like a, of match. It's just never match. going to work for them in this spot on the card immediately following the elite. Like it just wasn't, it was just doomed to fail. Like it's sort of like to your point, just like. Even at its absolute best, which I think was what you outlaid there, was like a little bit of story movement. It was going to be a tough win uh, on the show. Could have had a could have had a lot of different things here. Um, not certainly not a highlight by any means. My big takeaway from this match was that Willow will be maybe the most compelling challenger for Jamie in that title reign, including Britt. 
Uh, I would really like to see Willow Nightingale versus Jamie Hayter. Yeah, we love Willow. Big, big, big Willow fan. I think she's got... But I just thought this match was... I don't know. Why would you have the six-man tag and then the six-person tag? Granted, this one's three teams. But it just, like you said, not, not put in a position to win here, I didn't think. Has being aligned with the JAS done, done anything for Tecanti and Anna J? You know, you just had to remind me that Anna J, right? She's Anna J, yes. I forgot. Yeah. No, the answer is no. It's one of those things like sometimes when somebody has nothing to do and you throw them in a uh, stable, it does help them. It gives them like a, a, a wrinkle of purpose. It gives you yeah. a wrinkle of like, I'm I'm with this team helping them do this. I feel like Tecanti was further along before this, but. The worst like, thing they than, did was attach herself to anyone. Sammy other, and the JS yeah. have been anchors for her. Other than making out with Sammy aggressively, like it feels like it's been a real step back for her as like a part of this uh, division. And it's still just like a magician too. <laughs> Shout out to my bro- brother Bobby Burritos. Exploder underscore CC on Instagram. The best t-shirts in pro wrestling. Uh, oh. Man, I don't want to do this. I, well, I hate talking shit about guys I like. This is this no. is where I want to be. And make no mistake, that isn't Top Flight, who are back here with FTR. And uh, oh boy, we've got a respect feud, everybody. Everybody gather around every, the fire. Every now and then. Uh, FTR say that they would like uh, Top Flight to take over the tag team wrestling scene when FTR is gone. Doesn't seem very likely to me, but who knows? You know, <laughs> they might. Uh Dax is like, oh yeah, we see a lot in you guys. And then Don or uh Darius incredibly stiffly says something to the effect of, Well, if you like us so much, why don't you let us challenge for your titles this Friday on Rampage? It's like that's how liking some anyway. And they're like, Okay, yeah, let's do it. So this Friday on Rampage, we're gonna I bet this match will rule. This is the the stylistic thing FDR can work with, right? Here's a couple of high flyers versus uh the no fist just flips guys. I'm excited for the match. Um, I really thought not highly of this segment, thought lowly of this segment. Darius Martin actually isn't in any dream matches for me. Calling <laughs> 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 this a dream match. Actually, Darius Martin is not involved in any of my dream matches. I mean, what uh, about all well, you, you're a big fan of his singles career, though? I think. Yeah, tough scene. Uh yeah, listen, every so often FTR drops a stinker in the promos backstage. It happens like once every couple months. Will you uh will you seek out this match maybe after uh, Top Flight and FTR? Was on Ram- you said it was on Rampage? But it's at uh four in the afternoon your time. Ooh. Ooh, maybe then. Yeah, that's that's the thing. One in the afternoon here. It's like I'll watch FTR four and Top in, Flight while I'm four in the afternoon on a Friday is a better time slot than ten PM. Oh I agree. Four in four in the afternoon on a on Friday, I'm I'm into the beers. They really couldn't have a worse time slot than they do. Um, Bob Burrito said, Oh, yeah, Dante said top flight out at the end, and it was fully off mic. Yeah, it was, it came across like this top flight, <laughs> and then and the Dak said, That's our thing. This segment just blew. I just could not, I just was not a fan. Yeah, uh, that's right, Scoots Man. 1 p.m. for Pacific time. It's good, Pretty nice sweet. time. Friend. Uh, the, the acclaimed are out, fucking Chicago going bananas for them. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, they're out with Daddy Ass. The big reveal here is that everybody's healed up. Bowen's shoulder is feeling better. And Daddy Ass's hand is better. So you know what that means, Suits. You can finger. Everybody can, can go do scissor. this together. Finger. And then scissor. <laughs> the, the lesson Adam Cole needs to learn, uh, right as they go about to do this, 
They don't give it to them because they're interrupted. You're not going to guess who's backstage, Zeus. It's Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett. Now, they say a bunch of stuff. I wasn't really paying attention. And uh, I assume we're going to get a claim versus, uh, versus two of these guys at some point. Maybe maybe a J and Double J? Yep. Sure seems like it. I'm going to guess that's exactly what's about to happen. Oh, there we go. Or I guess maybe you might get Daddy Ass and, and Jarrett. It'd be like a trios thing. Acclaimed <laughs> and Daddy Ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, I agree with Matty here. Absolutely right. It fits. It fits how I feel. Oh, I, when you when I see uh, Double J and his black hat pop up, <laughs> sunks. All right, that was that. The crowd, I, I should, we shouldn't move past this acclaim segment so quickly. I should say the, the crowd was really alive for them when they finally did do the scissoring thing. The place came unglued. This is incredibly overacted. AW is lucky to have them right now. They they need reliable things like this on the card to go to and uh, electrify the crowd, especially here. It's like your popcorn spot before the main event. I thought that this was just good usage all around. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything great, else great you want to say here, Zibs? Nope. No, no, no. I thought, uh, I think a great point there is that, is that we are sort of lucky to have um, this this acclaimed pop, this acclaimed run in the middle of a very weird time. The consistent thing week in, week out is every crowd they go in front of goes absolutely fucking bananas for the acclaim lately. Yeah. And, and that's, and it's nice to see a company that'll actually go with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, agree with Qui-Gon, Jin, and Juice. Please just book tag matches between actual competitive teams in the division. I mean, I feel like we've been flying that flag a long time around here. I'm with you, Qui-Gon, Jin, and Juice. We want it to be harder than that, but it really isn't. It, they do want it to be more difficult than that, though. So you're, you're bang on correct as usual. And now, I don't feel like I've gotten to use this term in a little while in the program, which uh, hurts my heart. I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, we may have gotten a little bit of Zoob's bait here in the main event. As uh, we got Chris Jericho defending his Ring of Honor World Tiger against the motherfucking stone pitbull baby tomohiro ishii here ready to brain bust ready to collide with the the ocho um what'd you think of this one zoobs i I thought a pretty fun main event i thought to to cap off tonight's dynamite i I like this quite a bit man chris jericho bleeding from the chest from slaps uh uh, listen hugely into um how they did this and in continued like how is this what Jericho is doing in this stage of his career sort of conversation? There is a, there was a, a one a weird, I was like, man, Chris Jericho makes Ishii look small. Am I wrong? Yeah. That? Like, no, you're absolutely like, right. I had that same really thought. strange. Like it's sort of the way that Ishii is presented and shot. A lot of the time he's like this brick wall guy, which you get reminded that he's more like a fire hydrant than he yeah. is a brick wall. Right. He's, he's sort of like, he is, powerhouse Hobbs or obviously when saying he's powerhouse but y- you understand the point totally 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 he's not like a he's like a r- boulder he really is a stone pit bull like it really is perfect <laughs> yeah. really is perfect um man yeah we're, we're getting a lot of Jericho paper main events but the Jericho dynamite main event has been a pretty big deliverer for them for the for the back half of this year they the mocks I thought was especially good. I thought one of the mm-hmm. Danielson ones was especially good. I think this is right up there with his best work of the year, which is saying something. In I think a this real, is the best uh, year of his career in ring. It's, yeah. it's been outstanding. I, I see good friend Jake saying this is a match, a fucking incredible match of the year contender for me. That's fantastic. I, I don't think it's like that echelon for me, but I did think it was a real corker. Knockout Panda saying, I do think Jericho is slowing down at this point and needs time off wrestling before pay-per-view. I don't know. That, that's not my takeaway from watching him recently at all. Be a lot uh, of time before pay-per-view also. Yeah. yeah. 
Got Although I guess I guess we have the yeah. Ring of Honor pay per view coming up. Yeah, three three weeks or so, December tenth, three Saturdays from now, maybe. Two. Yes, I think you're right. Jericho agrees that this is one of his best years ever. Says Ashton Kutcher. I bet he does. I bet he says that every year from 2001 <laughs> till now. He yeah, yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> Twice a, I, I shouldn't do that. Twice in a week. Come on. He means it this time. Uh, I did think this was awesome. I mean, it, it's almost derivative to explain how much I enjoy Tomohiro Ishii, but I think he is somebody that AEW would honestly benefit from having on the roster full time. Like, he's a great TV wrestler, which you wouldn't expect from a New Japan guy, like somebody who doesn't understand commercial breaks and whatnot. But he squeezes in uh, brilliance in these twelve-minute matches, and I, I just think the world of uh, the Stone Pit Bull, and am praying for the rebirth of New Japan. I'm so ready to get back into it, Zoops. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm sort of wondering with with Wrestle Kingdom sort of starting to be uh, revealed and getting an idea of what uh, what is coming up. I'm sort of interested about your your gauge of how you're feeling about um, New Japan right now. I'm legitimately so glad you asked because it's been on my mind a lot uh, lately. <laughs> Everybody gather around. No, uh, it, it's honestly very simple, Zoobs. Uh, so the announcement, of course, of Omega and Osprey this week being on the is it the second night of of Wrestle Kingdom? Do we even know? Anyway, announced for Wrestle Kingdom, Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey in a singles match, fresh heavyweight uh, for the IWGP uh, US title, a fresh heavyweight matchup for a title in New Japan between two guys I want to see wrestle. If that Wrestle Kingdom night has Omega Osprey for the US title, something meaningful for that new stardom IWGP title, show me something in stardom. These people that I hear so much about and I haven't gotten to firsthand see, I want to see Julia wrestle. I, I want to see these people. Put them, put them on that pay-per-view. And then something real tasty for the IWGP on top. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we'll be doing, we'll be doing reviews back on this channel like we used to. My Patreon will come alive with wrestling bring with a uh, new Japan content again because I'm dying to love them. And I do have some reason to think that it's, you know, if they get audiences back by January, that could really be the turning of the corner. Where, where are you on this? Uh, my life is in a different spot for the like, I'm going to watch a new Japan pay per view live. It's sort of not, it's not tenable in the way that it was uh, a year ago. Just sort of, you might be up in the middle of the night more often now, though. Yeah, but I'm not looking to stay up in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not looking. I'm not like, oh, great, it's 4 a.m. I'm, I'm let's go. I'm like, please, What's please go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that said, like, I, I'm with you. I, I my ears perked up. The, the thought of seeing Omega back in New Japan is like very appealing compared to sort of this wishy washy. He's in a trios team. He's uh, uh the, the weird punk stuff hanging over i think it's going to be meaningful to see him back in new japan as much as we've enjoyed uh a lot of the time and a lot of the aew work especially his single stuff uh, you know i think right now it would be very meaningful to see him go back to new japan it's, it's been uh been a while and been a hot minute and, it, and it, it is you know that's i think when a lot of us who have affection towards him that is what we think of when we think of the best of kenny omega he just suits it there right yeah. And in Absolutely. a way that like the Young Bucks suit NXT 2.0 does Kenny Omega suit uh New Japan. It just just fits the setting. <laughs> well, you're laughing too. I mean, you got all the bright colors and you acting like a big goofball. I mean, it's perfect for, for everybody. Sneaky. 
but no, uh, I thank you for asking. And yeah, I and yes, uh, Alex is right in the chat that it is Okada J for the strap. But I mean, like, if they have if that show is great, if Omega, if it feels like a Wrestle Kingdom of old, the main event crushes, Omega Osprey crushes. Can he get FDR over there to defend those tags? You know, mm-hmm. they uh, FDR versus the Techers. I'm in. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I would seek. Out, I would seek out the matches. Obviously, the waking mm. up and watching it live is out, but I would definitely be be seeking it out. I will probably seek out uh, Omega against uh, Osprey, regardless. Let me ask you a very modern question. I like that. Where's your interest things. in following it? So right now, you probably don't care about the workings of New Japan that much, even without watching it, without waking up live. You know what I'm talking about? That like late and you'll check in interest. Maybe find yourself on a Twitter thread, whatever, catching up, reading results. Could you get there with New Japan again, where you're like waking up the morning after Wrestle King, where you're like, "Ooh, what happened?" I certainly could. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but but like you, you'd need a. I need a real degree of of yeah. like freshness. I would need to know that I'm not uh, one event away from seeing something I've seen five times in the last year you know but yeah he basically said it perfect there and that was dynamite zoops did we did we talk you up to a six at all no i don't think we did frankly frankly if anything if anything i may have i may, I may be down to a five and a half oh i'm sorry everyone i didn't no nah, it happens I, I i think there's even less standout stuff than uh than i originally sort of the main event is very good and uh yeah, I don't know. There, there was I, I, I like Starks uh, against Paige. I thought that was very good, but I don't know. It's something something about it um, that that back half in treading water to get to Jericho wasn't quite wasn't quite where it needed to be. And the Bow Wow stuff. I mean, come on, they didn't they didn't deliver on the Bow Wow stuff. Where's Bow Wow? Where is Bow Wow? I'm always saying that. Where is he? Bow Wow. I think.